At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again here on the HHC. No, we have not quite gone daily yet, although we're kind of getting back into that routine now after the Hornets have uh, two games in three days. Kind of feels like the normal NBA season. We will resume daily podcasts on Monday the 18th, and of course, opening day for the Hornets is on the 20th. Between now and then, some topics to talk about. One, we're going to preview tonight's game against Dallas. Two, talk about the state of the NBA as we head into another pandemic, slightly altered season. And we're going to highlight Hispanic Heritage Month, which we've been celebrating here inside our Hornets family and collectively across the NBA all month long. To help me out on these topics, we welcome in a morning host on Sports Radio FNZ, of course, the flagship of the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the host of the Hornets pregame show he is travis t-bone hancock t-bone good to have you back with us again Damn, it's good to talk to you we finally made it back to the regular season although it feels like it just sort of ended again right it feels like we didn't have a much of an off season but that's a good thing for us so glad to glad to be back and talking basketball and hopefully soon here in the next you know eight days or so games that actually matter right games that count exactly that's a feeling a lot of people are having i saw you know, quite a few pictures come out on social media in the last, I don't know, couple days highlighting what was going on a year ago. And it simultaneously feels like a year ago is 10 years ago and five minutes ago. But about a year ago today, a little bit more, maybe a couple days extra, was when the Lakers won the NBA championship inside the bubble. That feels like a decade ago and feels like it just happened. It feels like it never really happened. It feels like it's something we all just thought happened, right? It never really actually, like, these guys went down to one location and finished out a season for months. It doesn't feel, it's going to feel weirder and stranger as we get back to more normalcy and get back to relative certain times, not uncertain times. It's going to feel odd. There's going to be, Sam, so many books and documentaries, not just about 2020 in general, but the sports world in 2020, not just basketball, but all the, the different stuff going on. But there's going to be books made about that bubble down there yeah, and what it was and, and the history of that. That's going to be something that, look, it's awful what happened, but we lived through something that I, I don't think we're ever going to see something like that again. And it is crazy that last October we were getting ready to crown an NBA champion. It sounds weird even even a year later, and it's even weirder because I thought for sure the NBA would use that opportunity to sort of go to the schedule I think that they want. I, I thought last year – I don't think they mind playing NBA Finals in July. I don't, I don't think they – I think ultimately they'd rather start later and, and push it off to July. So I was a little surprised when, they, you know, it came about that they were going to start in the normal time. I thought, you know, they might go November maybe or not December, but I thought they'd revert the schedule a little different again to try to push it back a little bit again. But 
No, glad we're here, and I'm looking forward to uh, – the NBA is going to be a sensational just all across the board, not just the Hornets, but I think that parity in this league right now, Sam, uh, it's, it's changing the landscape and how many teams are involved. That makes it a lot of fun for us. Most definitely. I think that the league has really gone from super, super teams only having a shot at this to, you know, after Milwaukee winning last season, giving a lot more teams hope in different kind of markets with different kind of philosophies on how you build up the roster, including the one the Hornets have here in Charlotte. Uh, this will be, of course, another slightly pandemic-altered season. We are looking forward to having Spectrum Center packed. Tickets are still available at Hornets.com, both for tonight's preseason game against Dallas and throughout the regular season. But they're still testing. There are still mask requirements, and we're still seeing players have to sit out for health and safety protocols. Hornets have been hit about as hard as anyone, I would say, recently with that. Of course, there's news out there that's continually breaking about players electing not to have the vaccine and what the ramifications of that are. But from the Hornets' perspective, everyone, from everything we've been told, is on pace to be fully vaccinated come the regular season, and yet there have still been players sitting out the last couple of games due to health and safety protocols. Talked to head coach James Borrego about this yesterday. Here's what he had to say about continuing to live within the pandemic. As you evaluate this, every case is different. You know, and we're just following the lead. The league is leading us on this, and it's been like that last year, and we'll continue to allow the league to, to lead us there. But I, what I could say in my experience in the last year in this pandemic is it's really case by case right now. The league's handling it case by case, and they have their protocols. And we're used to it, but we just got to adjust and adapt on, you know, on their conclusion and, and their evaluation and, you know, take steps forward from there. T-Bone, I, I think we all are in unison hoping that things will go back to normal at some point, but the, the fact of the matter is for this season and for just everyone's daily lives, normal is not quite where we are. We're still living in this pandemic, and even though crowd restrictions are going to be lessened and some of the demands on the players are going to be relaxed a little bit, there are still a lot of protocols in place, and for good reason, as we've come to see with Gordon Hayward and Mason Plumley being out due to health and safety protocols. Still a huge story, still one of the biggest stories in the world, obviously, no doubt about it. But it doesn't feel like it's something that we can't handle. Last year, a lot of questions about how it's going to work and, you know, how many games would be canceled. And, you know, we didn't know. This year feels like, so I'm not going to sit here and say COVID's not a big story. Obviously, it is. But it feels like there's a better handle on it with the vaccine, with routines. We went through a season last year with it, so people are more used to it now. So still something to monitor, no doubt. It's something that will affect certain players at certain times, but it doesn't feel like it's the dominant story above the entire sports world that it was a year ago. It's something we can't take lightly. Every time we start to think it's, you know, almost done, it rears its head, but it feels just different. Like it feels like this year, Sam, there's a basketball season and COVID's still hanging around. Last year it felt like it was mainly COVID with a little basketball mixed in, right? That's what it felt like at times last year. Yeah, I, I like the way you put it. It's something that is ever present but it's something that we can handle. The and league is going to because there, there, there are cities in this league right now, as you know, like like Brooklyn, who that it, it's a dominant story for them because one of their star players, you know, he's he's being removed from the roster right or removed from playing whatever right now because he won't get vaccinated. So and, and Golden State's got Wiggins. There are storylines involving that, but it's not like two or three players in every city it's happening with. It's select players and select markets based off of circumstance. So we're blessed here that. You know, we're dealing with just a couple of guys right now, and hopefully it's not something that lingers 
too far into the season where guys are completely out for the horn. And ultimately, between the leadership from the league as a whole and here with the Hornets, I think, as you said, uh, very well put. This is something that we can all handle and we'll all continue to do it so we can enjoy our first 82-game regular season in quite some time in a couple years now. It gets started on the 20th. We look forward to talking to T-Bone pregame for that one and all of the games throughout the schedule on Sports Radio FNZ and the Hornets Radio Network. We'll have one more segment with him to talk about tonight's game against Dallas, but coming up next, it has been Hispanic Heritage Month for almost the last entire month, just a couple days left in it. We're going to talk about what's been going on in-house with Hornet Sports and Entertainment after this on the Hornets Ivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Hornets Hivecast continues. We'll have more with T-Bone momentarily, but right now I want to welcome in the Hornets Senior Manager of Guest Experience, Melanie Freria here to help celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and uh, talk about all the different things that have been going on inside both the Hornets as a company and Spectrum Center in general, both this month and looking ahead. Melanie, it's great to see you again. The Hornets, as an overall organization, have been spotlighting Hispanic Heritage Month and all the different cultures that encompasses, giving us kind of like weekly little write-ups about Puerto Rico, Cuba, Colombia, Mexico. Tell us a little bit about why it's important to you to celebrate your heritage, celebrate your culture, and share it with everyone else here at the company. Yeah, so a little about me. Um, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I moved to the States when I was 18, so I did spend a good amount of time down the island. I went to school there and then moved to Charlotte, right? I am very prideful of where I am from. As you know, we have the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and Puerto Ricans are very prideful of where they come from. And I think a lot of that is attested to music, food. It's a very happy and kind of together community and we take pride in always being there for each other and that's a, that's a big thing throughout no matter where you're, where you're located right is it could be a Puerto Rican in California and Mexico North Carolina it still resonates with you no matter where you are it's kind of a sense of community that, that travels with you as, as you said that the Hornets highlighting it it's I think it's great um, for other people outside the community to kind of understand like why people are so prideful from where they are especially being a minority and then kind of here at the Hornets like you said in the business side we, we are growing as a organization and how diverse we are in our, in our um, pool of Latinos, right? But specifically in Puerto Ricans, you have um, Coach Jay Hernandez. He's one of the few Puerto Ricans in the NBA as well. And, you know, it's just it's just nice knowing that not only is the Hornets doing this and growing it, but the, the NBA as well. And you touched on a little bit about Spectrum Center and we had Bad Bunny coming. It's sold out and I think like three hours during Prisa, which is awesome. And we had hosted Mark Anthony in the past. He sold out once. All in all, it's been great kind of growing the market, uh, not only internally, but externally as well. There's just the the constant blending yes. of American culture and different Hispanic cultures as well. It's all one big family. And for Puerto Rico itself, we saw them beat Team USA not yeah, too long exactly. ago in basketball. So it's a pretty strong basketball yes, community. I think it's uh, the last team that beat Team USA before this this um, Olympic um <laughs> Nigeria kind of jumped yeah. into the to but the fray there too. That, it was like in the 90s or 2000s, it was the last team to to beat Team USA, and I think it speaks a lot that you know you see this culture mix in New York and Miami, Orlando, kind of these heavy Hispanic cities. But to see it grow in Charlotte, and not a lot of people know that Charlotte is the fastest growing Hispanic market in the states, right? You would think it's California, right? Somewhere in New York, they already have the market. We had the fastest growing market. I think that's important for for people to know and kind of understand why we're we're doing what we're doing now. 
talking to Melanie Freria, Senior Manager of Guest Experience here with the Charlotte Hornets. We're just wrapping up basically now Hispanic Heritage Month, but it kind of falls in the primarily the offseason for yeah. the Hornets. There are plenty of events, not just the Hornets do, but the NBA at large does to celebrate Hispanic culture and bring awareness and, and basically just shine the spotlight. What are some of the things on the horizon that fans, if they would like to, can take part in here with the Hornets during the regular season? So like you said, um, Hispanic Heritage Month, unfortunately, lands before preseason, but not to be confused, we have Noches de NBA, which is in March. So I kind of, we start off the season with um, Hispanic Heritage Month internally, and then in March, it's an external celebration with the NBA of everything Hispanic, Latino in the in the league. And throughout the time, we're going to be focusing on being more intentional with the community engagement, kind of including these this community when we do our outreach and all that good stuff. And then we'll have some retail opportunities with in Spanish, right? Some more Spanish print stuff in Spanish on the Jumbotron, again, being more intentional, being more inclusive of including all these Spanish speakers that we do have growing in in the area. And on the Spectrum Center side, we do have J Balvin coming, Bad Bunny coming. It is sold out, but you can still buy some sweets if you like <laughs> to buy some sweets. And then we have Any Gable coming in the future and hopefully some off the record that I can mention, but we do have some, some oh, more feel artists Feel free to break in. news. We always like to hey, break news. Hey, I don't want to get in trouble, but <laughs> some, some good artists coming along and I think, it, again, it really resonates with the community we have here and the, the push that the Hornets and Spectrum Center are doing to kind of be inclusive of everyone in the in the Charlotte area. You touched on it before, but I, I think it's worth repeating. There are quite a few members, not just of the coaching staff of the Hornets with Hispanic Heritage, but on the front office side as well. And we talk a lot about how representation matters for one thing, as an inspiration to the next group that is coming up and loves the NBA or wants to be involved here. Tell me about the path you took coming into the NBA and what you've seen here internally with the Hornets is that pool of employees, great employees that we have here continues to grow. Yeah, I think you touched it. I mean, representation does matter. When I was in high school, again, in Puerto Rico, I didn't know that this was possible. I know I wanted to work with basketball, but I didn't know that NBA had jobs apart from right what's on the court. So I went to college in Philly, worked with the basketball team over there at St. Joe's and then moved down here and then got a game day kind of game day role you know it did everything on game day usher ticket taker some kids opportunities and stuff like that and then had the opportunity to um, become the department coordinator and kind of grow from there when I started I think we had two Spanish speakers including myself so two total now I think we're at like five or six which is, which is great I and mean, obviously the growth is exponential there and a lot of the Latino new hires are women. So also touching on that, it's great to just not only have men, because it is a men-dominated industry, but have these women, Latino and Hispanic members also join, join the team. I think it's great having the representation, like you said, just kind of give the opportunities to these other people. Like, hey, like Melanie did it, like Ashley did it. It's just great to kind of see that firsthand. That way they know what the opportunity is there. It's possible. And then it's not unattainable for people like us, right? Especially if you if you do come from a different country, it's, it's still possible. Because, I mean, I came here, no plan and I kind of made it work so I think it kind of help pushes those people to do the same all you need is that that love for what you yeah. do and hopefully where you do yeah, it and, and someone and to give you a chance right and I think the Hornets are really doing a really good job of being a little t- intentional with who they hire and keep in mind that demographics do matter and all that stuff like when we work with projects and it is a sentimental emotional community you have to be able to resonate with that and you can't really teach that it's not a numbers based data right you have to it's more of a feeling right you have to understand how this community feels towards music food how it's more nostalgic than other communities may be and this is all again stuff you can't really teach versus you can teach it but it's better just like to feel it versus kind of telling you hey Sam this is what they want and you kind of trying to gauge what, what that is makes us a better organization yes 
makes this a much more fun place to work as well. And we're glad to help uh, celebrate it with you. Melanie, thanks for joining no us problem. again Anytime. here on the Hornets Hivecast. And we'll definitely be talking to you as we get closer to the season about the guest experience because there's, yes. there's a lot going on at yeah, Spectrum Center. Yeah. We haven't had guests in a long time, know, so yeah, it's yeah. good to have the doors back open again and looking forward to opening night. But Melanie, thank you so much thank for you. joining us here and helping spotlight Hispanic Heritage Month. Awesome. Thank you. Stick around. More to come right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all your information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. T-Bone back with us as we're ready to preview tonight's game. Hornets versus the Dallas Mavericks. This one will be on ESPN and Valley Sports Southeast. And, of course, the Hornets radio network. You can hear our pregame coverage starting with T-Bone at 5.30 tonight. T-Bone, the preseason's had a lot of ups and downs, several unexpected ones with several players missing multiple games now but as we enter the final game of preseason play what are you looking to see from these Hornets as they get ready to embark on the full 82 game regular season well with so many guys out it's more about some of the secondary pieces not that Lamelo is a secondary piece Miles Bridges but you're looking to see still is there a big man not named Mason Plumley that sort of takes the reins one of these young guys with Richards or Terry or does Kai Jones play a little more than they did last night is one of these young bigs really show something that they can be something of a rotational piece so you're looking for those things I think you're looking to compete I was really uh, proud of the Hornets against Miami because it felt like almost a, like a regular season game at times right Miami's playing their guys relatively late a lot of their main players the Hornets hung in there and that's important too because that's a division opponent so I don't care if you're playing them and a game that matters or not you want to compete against them so you don't get bullied during the regular season against a team that you want to compete with and ultimately pass in the eastern conference so i think competing seeing which young big can step up and seeing if they they carry over how well they played against miami into dallas it's always fun too sam i think like luca's one of those generational talents so like when dallas comes to town and he's part of it like you know we'll see about playing and all that but like luca when he's involved in the mix i think that's special for fans to see we only see him once a year right so when he when he comes to town, that, that's a big deal. No question about it. And so getting him an extra time it will certainly be fun. And seeing LaMelo Ball get to go up against him, that's going to be a, an added element to the box office for this one. I agree with you. I think the Hornets showed a, a much better effort on the interior against Miami. And it, it gave a, a little bit more of an answer to the question of what do you do if you're without Mason Plumley for a game or two? Obviously, we'd love to see him play 82 games. But the reality is most players don't go 82 games at this era of of NBA basketball so to expect it to count on it that's a a little naive but he is someone who will be back out there tonight for the Hornets against Dallas it's good to know that they could survive a game or two without him but you definitely want your starting center out there head coach James Borrego touched yesterday on the expectations he has for Mason Plumlee in this the final preseason game he's going to get run tomorrow Unless something you know happens here in the next 24 hours, we'll get him some run. He needs to get out there and feel the burn again and get moving. So yeah, I expect him to play tomorrow night. How many minutes? I'm not sure. You know, I think we're, I'd like to get him 20 plus. That'd be my hope. That's head coach James Borrego talking about what he is looking to see from Mason Plumley. Worth 
pointing out he has yet to take an official shot as a member of the Hornets. He didn't attempt a field goal in game one, still had a big impact with his presence and his screening and his defense in the paint. You know, everything really looked pretty solid with him out there in Oklahoma City. But this will be important, I think, to just see what this team looks like with its starting center. What do those rotations look like? A little bit more, not all the way, but a little bit more back to normal now for this final preseason matchup. Yeah, and the thing about Mason Plumley is that, look, you're never going to say that he's a better player than a lot of the other starters, LaMelo, Rozier, Hayward. But you can make a case that his value is almost equal to all of those guys because of the guys that are behind him, especially early season, right, until a Kai Jones emerges or someone else emerges or they go get somebody else as a big. Because there's not a lot of big bodies behind Mason Plumlee, his presence is so important to be out there and to be healthy, to be a factor. You take him away. And then you're down to the young guys in, in PJ at the five. And look, over time, maybe that's okay down the line. Maybe those guys emerge. But when you're talking October, November, even December, Mason Plumley is of the utmost importance to get this thing off to the right track. And he's and being out there, I think, is immensely valuable. One of the most important. You made a, you make a stew of what you want to see from the Hornets. I think Mason Plumley being out there, being healthy, is a vital, a massive part of, of what they want to do this year. I've said it before. I still think it's true. He's kind of the Sam Darnold acquisition yeah. for the Hornets. He's a very important position for Charlotte. Not necessarily someone you look at and say you have to go win us all these games, but they just need him to do what he does and will make everything else run a bit more seamlessly like wins above replacement in baseball right where it's like for now he's so much more further along than the other that's not that pj's not a town but just in terms of like the actual thought like he's he's just so much more advanced and so much more of a veteran so like if you take him out of there well you're really taking a hit so it's almost like baseball the war staff for him right now where it's like yeah he's gonna have a high war because the guys behind him probably aren't quite ready to, to replace him Final thing I wanted to touch on, and it's a little bit recapping what took place for the Hornets in Miami, but also looking forward as well. Clearly, LaMelo Ball had a spectacular night. Had he played normal minutes, finished the game, he undoubtedly would have had a triple-double, finished with 19 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists in 26 minutes. And I think it's a high bar, but he's an exceptional talent, so you kind of have to put it there. I think this is kind of in line with what we should expect from LaMelo Ball during the regular season. The numbers he put up in his rookie year were fantastic clearly good enough to win rookie of the year but for the kind of goals he has for himself wants to be an all-star wants to be a hall of famer for this team he wants to be in the playoffs he wants to win a title he can't continue to average what he did as a rookie he's got to continue to grow and I think the pace that he showed in Miami is kind of the one he wants to needs to be on to reach his personal and the team's collective goals and it's not always about points. If Hayward's out there, he certainly can make up for any lack of points. But I think we're going to see some pretty large assist number games this year. Not that we didn't last year at times, but I think he's really going to become the passer that he showed already and, and that he can be. I'm looking forward to see. He looks a little thicker body-wise. I'm looking forward to see how his on-ball defense is. Because we know he's going to put up the numbers and the stats and all that and be a highlight film. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get better and better. And the steal numbers are there because he plays the passing lanes just based off his, his length. I'm looking forward to seeing him match up against these elite point guards this year. You're not going to shut these guys down. But does he hold his own defensively enough to where maybe Borrego doesn't have to, you know, make adjustments at the end and put in somebody else? I'm not saying be Gary Payton, but can he do enough out there to cause some problems and disrupt the other team offensively? To me, that's that's the next step for him. We know the offensive skills are there. We know what he's going to do. Can he morph into a really competent overall defensive player? And that's kind of what I'm looking for with him this year.
Last item, but most important, get out of this one healthy tonight. It's the preseason. It's important to get those significant guys, you know, their their wind and their legs under them. That That is important. I'm not saying put everyone in bubble wrap and wait till October 20th. But, of course, as with every team in the NBA, injuries can really derail this thing before it gets started. You want everyone healthy heading into opening night. No doubt. So, yeah, that's what's a little bit scary right now is the fact that they've got two guys in COVID and, you know, Mace coming back and then you've got Rogier already down and Oubre down. And what we went through last year, it's just a little scary that we're already monitoring guys coming back and we're not even the regular season. So hopefully this is just a fleeting couple weeks here and by the time we get to the season and into it that we don't have situations like last year where just too many guys are out at once for this team to be as good as we think they can be hornets and mavericks tonight you can catch our coverage on sports radio fnz and the hornets radio network the hornets mobile app and it all begins on sports radio fnz with travis t-bone hancock and kyle bailey they'll tip things off at 5 30 p.m special early start time so make sure you're uh, in your car early get home from work and head on over to spectrum center join us for the final preseason game of 2021. T-Bone, thanks for joining us. Anytime, man. Looking forward to seeing you and being on again in the near future when the Hornets are uh, near the top of the Eastern Conference. We cannot wait. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Travis T-Bone Hancock, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.